Drogba in der Mitte, Schneider, Schneider, Hello, hello, welcome to the Lions Den, a Golf Sarai podcast done by the community for the community. Today, I am your host, Emre, and we are back. When I say we're back, I'm here with John. It's been a while. And uh, yeah, sorry that we weren't around for, you know, a while. And uh, John can tell you, we've all been busy. And we've been busy and we're apologizing to you guys who've been asking us for a while now, where's an where's the episode? We want an episode. Well, today we're delivering, and I'm with my man from Canada, John. John, how are you feeling, man? It's been a while. What's up, man? I'm doing well. It has been a while. Sorry to all of our listeners. It's been I'm not even sure really how many weeks, but like you said, uh, you know, life happens sometimes. We get busy. We all get caught up, and I don't I don't think people realize as well. Like we have people all over the place man different time zones and different work schedules and sometimes it's so hard to even find two people to just get in and talk about the game for an hour or so you know but um we made it happen tonight happy to be back hoping to be a bit more uh consistent um yeah happy to be back and uh, happy to uh to hear from you man it's been a yeah while. man like you said bro the 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 logistics of getting two people on at the same time <laughs> is kind of hard yeah. it's like a puzzle in itself it's like one person's available at this time but the other person is not one person is available this day but the two other guys are not so you know it, it, it's hard we do it for the community this is a passion project at the end of the day and and we really do love all the support we see from everyone everyone that listens to us Everyone that messages us saying they want, you know, us to keep going. And they, they're asking us, oh, you guys good? What's going on? You know, and so we're, we're good. We're here. And today we're here to talk about the Trabzon game. Yeah, we skipped a couple of games, but we're back with a good one, though. This one, woo, this one's worth talking about. And so today me and John will talk about our 5-1 win away against Trabzon Spor. Yes, 5-1. Finally, we score more than two goals in a game <laughs> and we can actually relax for once, our butts unclenched and just relaxed. And and on top of that, John, our closest opponent ties against one of a relegation, you know, uh, teams. Yep. What did you feel when we won 5-1 yeah, I mean, at the end of the day? You know, like... First of all, I knew it was a matter of time before uh, Fena dropped points. Like, there, there's no way that they're going to go the whole season without... Like, th- that was just never going to happen. It's not in their DNA to do that. I was just waiting for something like this to happen. And um, it was just... It was so nice, not only them dropping points, but us just having an absolute field day in a big match against Trabzon. It felt so... It just felt so nice. And it was such a, like, that felt like a statement victory. Even though Trabzon were weak, you know, a lot of players missing, 
and you know clearly it wasn't that great of a yeah. performance from them it still felt like it was you know a statement performance and i'm hoping the um the momentum kind of shifts here you know and we can sort of look at ourselves and say you know what when we want to we can make something happen we can put the ball in the net and um hopefully it's a knock to Fener's morale and it sort of lifts us up you know yeah and like you were saying, this is still Trabzon away. This is one of the hardest away games you could possibly play because I don't know, when's the last time we've won against Trabzon away? And this is like the first time they concede five goals at home. Yeah. Something like I remember seeing something like that on the on the on the X, aka Twitter. Yeah. Um so it's still really good. And five one, the game could have finished seven one, eight one. True. You know, we could have made history. True. And we still scored 5-1 out of an XG of 1.25. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, if there's nothing else really, uh, that, really important that you wanted to dive into, I can introduce the match officially, our lineup, stats, everything like that. Yeah, we'll I'm sure you guys don't care about anything apart from us talking about this game. So let's get into the game, John. Let's Take do it. Let's do it. So this is round 21 of the Super League. Like you said, Emre, we were away to Trabzon. This one ended 5-1, big scoreline. A little bit of a tweaked starting 11. So we had, of course, Muslera in goal. Khan Ayhan left back. Abdul Kerim and Victor Nelson. Center back, Sasha Boy starting in right back. Lucas Torreira. Um, Kerem Demirbay. Kerem Akturkolo. Mertens. Barish playing in his natural position for the first time in a while. And then we had Zaha up front, the big man up top, I think for the first time this season. Um, we're going to talk about that in a bit. I'll go through some stats first, though. Um, like you mentioned a second ago, Emre, somehow we had an XG of 1.25 and we put the ball in the net five times. Could have been seven or eight. So that's interesting. 17 total shots, 10 on target. And our man of the match from FootMob as well as SofaScore is Wilfred Zaha with a 9.3 rating. Um, yeah, like I said, a little bit of a different um, 11. And I thought, like, I thought it worked really well. Like I said, though, you know, Trabzon were down some really important players. Um, so, you know, think of that what you will. But nonetheless, all things considered... I thought it was a really nice performance after, oh my God, man, just a string of just pathetic football, really. Like, it's been so horrible. It's been so, so bad. These little one-goal games and just bad football in general. So I'm really happy to bounce back. But what did you think about the match and uh, our 11 especially? I thought the 11 was great. You know, I... I I finally see someone other than Halil in striker. I'm happy, <laughs> you know? It's, 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 I mean, what I love about this lineup is not only did Zaha play a striker, it gave the opportunity for Kerem to be in his natural role as well. Mm -hmm. And I, that's so important because Kerem just does not shine anywhere else on the field except on the left wing. I mean, he naturally comes in, you know, like inverts into the midfield anyway from time to time. And, uh, I also like that Mertens gets to play at 10 too now. Like, Mertens is like the captain 
the admiral of the team, telling mm-hmm. everyone what to do, where to stand. He's just so smart. This guy is just still at level, what, 36? Yeah. His brain is just another le- level. Crazy. Like, he's too much for the league. He's too much for the league. Yeah. And I don't know. This, this is the first, wait, this is the first game that he's tried con at left back? Yeah, I think so. That's what I, that's what I mean. Like, it was a different type of starting 11. You know, because of you know, those and, couple changes. And like, dude, that's like super risky because Khan is very slow, right? Yeah. But then yeah. you have Visca on the right wing. Yeah. Who's very fast. So, and he, dude, Khan is just, I'm so happy. I've never been, felt so happy to be so wrong about something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that, that's Khan, bro. Yeah. Okay. Khan <laughs> is just, has, has just shattered my expectations. Bro, he's so like much. he's like Budish, bro. He he's uh he's our second Joker card. Yeah, dude. Him and Budish have just been phenomenal for yeah, us. Phenomenal. Man. I mean, bro, Khan like left back, right back, center back. He's played in the midfield as well. And then you have Budish who could play left wing, right wing, striker. G- give him a role in the midfield. He probably do fine yeah, there too. Left nowadays. back. Don't forget left back. Yeah, left as back. Late, right. He could probably play right back too. You know, God forbid something happens to Sasha. Yeah, it's so crazy because they're both Turkish, which is just that helps uh, us so much. Oh my God, it's crazy. Like it's just so crazy having players like that. And like Khan, bro. Khan wasn't even like he's playing in the Champions League, bro. Like he's playing in the midfield against Bayern and Man U. And then the next week he'll play center back and the next week he'll play left back. Like it's just two absolutely crazy players to have. It's so useful. And then a week he's just on the bench and he's not <laughs> he's saying nothing about it. Yeah. And he's like oh, fine man. with it. That's what a, one. What a player. Yeah. It's just a, it's a luxury right now what we have. Yeah. Yeah. Before I'm, we were like, oh, what are we going to do about the foreign limit? Now we yeah, got absolutely. five players on the field that's Turkish. Yeah. Yeah. Like absolutely. I don't know if you noticed that. We went out with five players. Yeah, and, um, you know, look at the players we're going out with that are Turkish, like Barış, Kerem, Khan, Abdul Kerim, Kerem Demirbay. Like, it, you know, the, the days of going out there with Berkan and Thailand, you know, it, I, I don't know. It's a, these guys are operating at a different level right now, you know? Oh, absolutely. And it's, we got to give some props to Okan Hoja because he's the one that made... Um, Khan, yeah. what he is now, right? He's the one that put him in the places where he's shining. Mm-hmm. Same with Butterish, the left back. I mean, I had the left back idea before he did. Just That's let's just true. throw it totally, out there. Totally true. All right. But he he's like, all right, Emre, I'm going to do what you say. And he put him at left back. And then boom, he started shining. And ever since then, Butterish has been consistently putting, you know, more on top of his performance. And he's just so much more confident now. Like, what, dude, remember the days where I used to say he's not really a winger? Yeah. I see him more as a striker. Yeah. He is nowhere near what, what he was playing back then. Like, he looked like an amateur, like a headless chicken running at the goal. But yeah. now, he is playing for the team. He's actually picking his head up, trying to cross. And he's just playing like a whole different player. Yeah, and he's raised his it's level. insane. No doubt, no doubt, bro. He's raised his uh, level so much. I'm so happy for the kid, man. Yeah, and then you see Kerem Demirbay actually starting to do work too, bro. What do you think about that? Yeah, actually, uh, for up until maybe like, I don't know, two or three weeks ago, I wrote him off, bro. 
I thought he was absolute dog water. Like, that's it. There was nothing. I had no other consideration for him, no other opinion. I just thought he was straight dog water. But no, the last few weeks, actually, I thought he's been playing really well. Like, he was in this match, he was rated a 7.9. And I'm sure if I go back to uh, some of the previous matches as well, uh, he was mm-hmm. rated highly. He played really well in our cup match as well, um, right before the, uh, the, the Trap Zone match. And uh, yeah, he's kind of coming around as well. And, and I love how they, they asked him about it after the match. And he's like, this is my job. That's my job. You know? He's so nonchalant about yeah. it. He's like, yeah, it's just my job, bro. What do you yeah. want? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. What do you want me to tell you? Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that he's coming, coming around as well. Um, yeah, and, and, and that's kind of what I mean. Like I hope all of these, all of these things that are, starting to come together i'm hoping that's what you know the start and what's going to lead to sort of a momentum change here you know you know the funny thing you say that is because last year around the same week that we played last year fenerbahce was leader they lost against girasun at home yeah and right after that we beat bashakshir 7-0 oh same vibes Right now. Exact same vibes. How, yep. how important do you think this is for morale? I'm just like overall mental status or psychologic ustunluk as, you know, Ismail yeah, yeah. Eagle would say. Yeah. I mean, I think this is huge. And like, look, it's, it's hard. Even, even though we were winning, you know, most of our games, like we did drop points along the road there. Even though we were winning they just weren't good performances, bro. Like, even though we were winning, you could still see that frustration from certain players, frustration from Okan. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, with a group of players like this, though, you know, we have we have players that are winners, bro. Like, Icardi, Torreira, Zaha, Mertens, Kerem, Muslera. Like, we have players that are winners. It's just a matter of time before we kind of turn the corner and start playing better football. You know, because for a few weeks there, I was looking grim, man. Like, just no organization. We can't, we couldn't score, couldn't create chances. You know, narrow 1-0, 2-1 wins. So, in terms of the mental aspect and the whole psychology behind it, like I said, you know, if you're Fener, if you drop points and you see us put a beating on Trabzon like this, it's not looking good for you, really, like historically speaking. When you see us really gaining momentum like this, it could be over real, real soon. So I'm not going to jinx it, but let's see what happens, you know. On top of that, we have we have been missing players like Icardi, you know, who's yeah. important, and a few other players. And we have players that are not playing in their original, you know, positions, and we're still winning, and then we're putting performances like this. Can we talk about another winner? Can we who's talk that? about... Okan Buruk. Sure. Okan Buruk in his 10 derby games. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 10 derby games, seven wins, two draws, and one loss. Bro. Outstanding. One of those draws was against Fenerbahce away. We played earlier in the, in the um, <clears throat> couple games back. Yeah. Yeah. And we know what happened in that game. You know, Icardi didn't mysteriously break his, you know, Cheekbone, <laughs> slamming in his, into the, the the post. Yeah, you know, <laughs> what you know, Fenerbahce would like you to think. Yeah, bro, it's so funny how that picture came out like in that sequence 
where he apparently smashed against the post and like his face yeah. wasn't even near the post like yeah it was his, more like his chin like yeah, the bottom yeah. of his chin bro <laughs> yeah. it's like what are you blind how yeah. is that physically possible <laughs> so there's comical at times dude but no dude like there there are things that i give okan a lot of credit for and there are things that i bash him a bit for mm-hmm. but like i said at the, at the end of the day like if we really look at the core of this Okay, like I said, we weren't playing good football, but we were still winning. You know, at, at least we still have that, you know, because of, yeah. of course, of course, everyone is going to feel so disheartened. And, you know, when, when we're playing really bad football, which that those few weeks, like I'm sure anyone can agree. It's just it was horrendous football. It was so there's just nothing there, but we're still winning. We're still getting results. So I look at that as a positive, you know, if we have a coach where even if we're not getting these results, even if we're just squeezing by, just squeezing by 1-0, 2-1, 3-2, whatever it is, again, I can't help but think it's just a matter of time before we sort of turn that corner. And at his core, I would say Okan Buruk is a winner, like at his core, you know, he's proved that all of last season. Bro, look at the derby performance, bro. We don't it's like name bro. one derby. Okay, one derby we were bad, and that was the Bishop Tush away game. But like yeah. nine yeah. of the other games, we were the better side. Yeah, no, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly, right? bro. Well, I go out to derbies now feeling relaxed. Yeah. When has that been a thing with Galsarai? Yeah. Especially away. It's very true, bro. Even even, you know, like people love to compare Okan with Fatih Terim quite a bit. And yeah. I do too in certain aspects, but even under Fatih Tedim, bro, like there was a million derbies that we lost, bro. Or like, like I don't even, I'm not going to get into that whole thing, but I, like I said, I have to give credit where credit's due. And when you look at Okan Buruk's um, uh, record with Galsarai, it's, it's outstanding so far, bro. You know, we just have yeah. to start playing better football and then, you know, geez, full credit. And the, the transfer season, the transfer period is not even over. So maybe a few transfers and this team will be like unstoppable. Yeah. But we don't even know. I think the current transfer rumor is Kamada. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you think? If we did manage to snag Kamada, what would that do for this team? Bro, first of all, what upsets me so much about that is we were after him before the season, bro. Right, right. Like, I, man, like, okay, fine. If we end up, because he's a player that I, I would really love to join this team. And it's, it, it just sucks. Like, if he joins halfway when he could have just been here from the beginning, bro, like, that would have made such a big difference. But, um, I mean, to be honest with you, there's two sides to look at that. You know, you could say if he was with us from the beginning, he would have had so much time to sort of gel with the team and, you know, find his footing a little bit. Right. But sometimes when you're a bit sluggish, like how we've been the last, I don't know, I'll just say the last month or so, sometimes injecting some something like that, like some different type of player, some, sometimes that's what you need, bro. Like sometimes you need some, you know, fresh blood in the team that, do, that does things differently. They move differently. They pass differently. They create different types of chances. So I could be saying, man, it sucks. I wish he joined from the beginning, but maybe maybe him joining halfway through is actually what what we need you know and and i would love i would love to see him bro 
I think he he looks fantastic. Even though he hasn't been doing the best for Lazio, I think he's a great player. Yeah, I would love to see him. He's one of the players that I wanted to see for so long. But yeah, no, if we just, you know, go back to the game. One of the players many people were criticizing, many I would say, myself included, was Zaha. And the man just opened up the game with two goals. What do you think of his performance today? Yeah, so, so, so on, on that note, I'll just mention, so we had Zaha with two goals, Khan scored a beautiful goal, and we had Kerem who scored twice. Forgot to mention that. I bet that you're earlier. very support, uh, surprised about that the most, aren't you? Yeah, I'm surprised the, the ball on those two ended up in the back of the net. Like, that's very shocking. I'm, I can't believe it didn't go 20 meters over the net. But anyways, in terms of Zaha, you asked about Zaha. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, again, not just Zaha, but the whole team in the last month has been looking kind of frustrating. And Zaha, like, bro, Zaha has that, like, burning desire to win. Like, he's one of those players that he'll do anything. I like anything. that about him, though. I love, oh, it's the thing I love the most about him. And yeah. you could tell, even though we were, we were winning, you know, that it, it, it wasn't really enough for him. And, and, I, and I'm sure he knows, bro. Like, he knows we need more from him. You know, like, he, he's, not, he's not dumb. He knows what he can do, and he knows he needs to do better. And we, we just, we gave him that platform against Trabzon, bro. And he just, he just made it happen, bro. Two goals and an assist. And if, if we can get him going and then a Cardi comes back and we can get a Cardi going, bruh. Bro, you're in a catch 22 situation then, but. Yeah, I know. That's well, what thing. do you do with Zaha? I don't know, man. Like I've been seeing, like, okay, clearly. It hasn't been working out for him that well on the left side. And in addition to that, we're, we've kind of lost Kerem because of that as well. So I'm not sure, bro. Like I've, I've seen people saying that they'd like to see Zaha behind Icardi. I've seen some people saying that we need to find some type of system to allow for two strikers. Yeah, 4-4-2. Um, four, four, I, I just, I'm not sure. I, I really don't know. Like that's kind of tough. Um... I, I don't know, man. But from what I saw against Trabzon, like Zaha did look more, uh, he just looked more involved. It just looked like, I don't know, just looked like we were able to find him, bro. You know, like, and I feel like that's kind of what we've been struggling with so much, like creating chances and actually getting the ball to our strikers in threatening positions. But I don't know, man. He just seemed available. We were getting him the ball. He seemed involved. He seemed motivated. Two goals and assist. Confidence high. Motivation high. And maybe oh, that's yeah. where he prefers playing. So I don't know. I'm not sure. Like what he, what what would you do in that in that the case? The thing is he said uh, I think who was it? One of the reporters asked him, would you be open to playing a striker role? He's like, maybe, but I feel more comfortable on the left wing. Oh, right? is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so but the thing is I don't know, Zaha, if his age just caught up to him really mm -hmm. badly over yeah. the last year. But like when I see him try to dribble past people, yeah, it works from time to time. But his his dribble success rate isn't as high as it used to be like when it was in Crystal Palace, right? Yeah, and 100%. he's no longer in the Premier League, bro. There, that that The pace and the tempo in that league is a whole different league Yeah, like compared to ours. And he still like sometimes struggles here in the Super League. 
And I don't know if that's because our pl- the players here are butchers and get away with a lot more, but he's having a hard time. So if you can keep him in the box where players are less likely to attack him or like try to tackle him, where he can get away with these dribbles more easily, I mean, I think you're looking at a pretty good success story there. Yeah, and it's actually interesting. Like I was telling some other people a couple of weeks ago, every time he has the ball, like when he's playing on the, on the left side, I mean, every time he gets the ball, you swear, like it looks like something's about to happen, bro. It looks like something's about to happen yeah. and then it just dies, bro. He'll just lose he just the ball. He back. Pass, yeah, or, he'll, yeah, exactly. He'll lose the ball, pass it back. He'll make a bad pass. Like, I don't, it, it's the strangest thing, bro. Like he, start, he, he starts going and you're like, oh my God, like it really looks like something's about to happen and then it just doesn't. So I don't know, it, you know, if he said that he prefers to play on the left, I'm sure he prefers scoring goals and winning games more than he prefers playing on the left. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think he probably realized, like, bro, maybe yeah. I can make this work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't, I, I don't know. Like, if there's a way to incorporate him a bit better in a more central position while also maintaining a Cardi, then I'm definitely open to try it. Because, bro, imagine you get him and a Cardi going. Like, I, dude, I don't, I am, I don't even know. That's ridiculous. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. You know, in the beginning of the season, you know what we were saying? We would probably see a 4-4-2 with Kedem and Icardi. But uh, now, yeah, yeah. now it's Zaha and Icardi. Dude, that's just lethal. <laughs> yeah, lethal. That's, that's pretty <laughs> unbelievable, honestly. Um, but I don't know. Let's, let's see what happens. Like, because like I said, I, I, I just... It's been so hard playing him on the left and losing Kerem, bro. Like, you know, say what you will about Kerem, and I'm one of his biggest critics, but he, he, he's showed in the past he can be useful. He can be. It's not like he's never shown us that he can score an assist, you know, and we're just making... No, we've seen it. We've seen that he can do it. So, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a way to put all these pieces together, but... It's not my job to figure it out, and I'm not sure how I would figure it out either. So I'm gonna leave that to. In Wakanda. this day and age, is there many teams that are even employing four four two unless they're up? Like yeah, um, West Ham, I think. Um, I think it's West Ham. Really? Yeah. Or no, not West Ham. Sorry, Aston Villa. I think that's who it is. There's one team in the Premier League. Yeah, it's Aston Villa, I believe. They play four four two every game. Wait, and, who? Uh, I watched them. Actually, who plays with Watkins up, up front? Aston Villa. No, no, but who does um, Watkins play within a 4-4-2? You mean like D- Diaby. Watkins, so is Diaby behind him or is it like an actual 4-4-2? Or yeah. is it like a 4-4-1-1? Four, four, um, I think it's an actual 4-4-2. And they're the first team I've seen in a while that are like... They're kind of having some success with it, bro. Like, they're tied on points for second right now, Aston Villa. You know? Yeah, but yeah. See, like, the main, the main problem with it is that because, like, so, so what's happening, what happens now in, with modern football is so many for, formations and the popular formations and the competitive formations include three midfielders, 
right? Right. And that's always been the problem is that you you always have this 3v2 in the midfield and it makes it so hard to build up and so hard to keep possession that way. That's why most teams that, you know, don't have the ball that much, they play with a 4-4-2. And then when they win the ball, they're not really looking necessarily to keep so much possession, but they're looking to counter and attack quickly, right? But yeah. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not sure. Like, football's changing and, you know, Aston Villa... They're they're doing the job, bro. Like they're tied yeah, no, for they're, second in the Premier League. Like you know, it's crazy. Unai Emery is doing some fantastic work over there. Yeah, and and yeah, no, I mean you can make a front two work, but you'd have to change your whole philosophy. And yeah. I don't know if Ocon would do that by employing a three-five-two. Yeah, and that, see, like, I don't know. Yeah, that's exactly it. So I don't know. We're gonna see what he can cook up there. Um, and I don't know, maybe what we're seeing now is not what we'll be seeing towards the end of the season. You know, maybe we'll see something totally different. What if this is just like a one-game coincidence because Trabzon was just terrible? And Could maybe be. if you put Halil there, he would have scored two as well. Could be. Highly unlikely, but maybe. Could be. Could be. It's possible, but Halil, oh, dude. Halil has been like, bro. It's it's actually hard to watch him sometimes. I swear. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe Fucking he should Halil. just play behind the striker or just on the wings. Yeah, I don't. Something just away from, you know, anything reg- regarding scoring a goal. Yeah, I don't know. Right if, assist, bro. I don't know if it's um, uh, because we're kind of getting spoiled with our Turkish players now, and it's just making yeah. it. It's like exposing Halil for being re- kind of shit. I don't know, but bro, it's been kind of hard to watch. I'm not going to lie, bro. I mean, I also appreciate Okan Oja. Like he could have put Zaha on the right and Bush at striker and yeah. we could we wouldn't have said anything. Yeah. But he put Zaha straight up in striker role. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. We, 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 wouldn't have, we wouldn't have said anything about that, bro. If he did that, I mean, it's only natural, right? Barish has played yeah. there. We've seen him play there a bunch of times for us. So, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's see what happens now that Icardi is sort of creeping back. Um, and we'll go from there, I guess. But um, one other thing I wanted to talk about was um, Davinson Sanchez. Mm-hmm. So he's been, he's been out for a little while. Uh, which, by the way... There was some questions surrounding that because uh, he was apparently injured. But then when he was leaving the stadium once, one of the reporters or whoever asked him and he said he's not injured. So I have a theory on that. Oh, do you? What is it? I think Okan Hoja is playing Nelson until he sells him. He might go. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, dude, Nelson, I mean. What did Sanchez like have and for him to be injured this long? Yeah, that's he's what I been, mean. He's been like sitting out for a while now. He should be recovered yeah. to the point where we could even see him in the cup games. Just yeah. get some time, but I don't know. Yeah, that's what a, other explanation, is there? Yeah, yeah, that's a perfectly valid like theory. Yeah, it makes sense because bro, Davidson Sanchez was playing fucking phenomenal. Like, he was playing so well. And then Nelson started, like, bitching a little bit. And then all of a sudden, 
Sanchez is hurt. And then they ask him about it and he goes, no, nah, I'm not hurt. So they probably told him like, yeah, just uh, chill for a few weeks until <laughs> yeah. uh, Nelson gets sold. And uh, you go play again. No <laughs> yeah. problem. Yeah. It's very, very possible. But I and you know, he's not injured. And uh, sorry yeah. to cut you off. He's not injured because he just played. Yeah. He yeah. played. <laughs> yeah. He came in and I think at halftime or just after halftime or something. Yeah. Yeah. It says 45th minute. Yeah. Barduck out. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's right. That's right. That's right. So I don't know what's going on there because it's clear he's not injured. Um, But that's another thing to to sort of keep an eye on. But no no matter how you spin it, I think, would you agree? Like, would you say it's accurate to say at the end of the season, Nelson's gone? Yeah, because Sanchez is just like, don't get me wrong. Nelson is good. He's he's improved a lot over the past month and a half after Sanchez, you know, showed him up. But Sanchez still has has the lead because yeah. look at the Trabs. What what the Trabs don't do all game, bro? They they marked Apo and they left Nelson unmarked. Mm, yeah, right. They didn't pressure him. They didn't press him. Yeah, because they know he doesn't have the capability to pass like Sanchez and Apo does. No doubt. Yeah, and that did backfire on them slightly. But it's like uh, if their left back wasn't Eden Elmala and their center back wasn't. Bankovic, maybe Butch wouldn't have gotten that, you know, assist to Zaha mm-hmm. and opened up the game, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just a lucky, lucky ball, a lob over yeah. the defense. But again, like this isn't the only time that happens. Many teams employ the same tactics because they know Nelson is just not good with the ball. And in this day and age, you really need both of your center backs to be good with the ball. And that's why I prefer Davinson over Nelson. And yeah. I think he's going to be sold. Yeah. I. Fully, fully agree. And um, I don't know. He, he, Nelson left kind of a bad taste in everyone's mouth after that whole, that whole thing, you know? Yeah, where he just uh, left, what was it, Ultras done hanging when they called him and he just went into the tunnel? Yeah, that. And he made comments about how, you know, he wants to play and he's, he's, uh, I can't remember what his comments were exactly, but it was kind of, like, I don't know how to say, like, kind of snotty remarks, kind of, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, which, of course, I, I, don't, I don't blame him. Of course, you want to play and, you know, like, this is your career. You know, you, you need to be playing, you need to be active and things like that. But anyways, I, I think it's safe to say at the end of the season, he will probably be moving, um, which is a shame. I really love him as a player. But we do have Davidson Sanchez, which is, uh, which is good. It's, it's not like we're losing a big player and putting trash in his place, you know? Who would we have as backup though? Um, well, I mean, we have Khan, but maybe, maybe we would need, um, Emin. Yeah. Get back from em- Westerloo. Yeah. Whatever. Emin Bayram. Yeah, that's true. I'm not sure if we would have plans to uh, bring in some more depth there, but, uh, yeah, I mean, bro, it, when you, when you really think about it, it is kind of, like the three center backs that we have, Nelson, Abdul Kerim, and Sanchez, like especially when OP. you're playing in Europe. Yeah, bro, that's so good. That's so, so good. Um, Our defensive record is the best in the league. So there you yeah. go. And bro, and that's another thing. I, I've been telling people as well, if we didn't have that back line, I'm not sure what would happen this season, bro. Because these games that we're winning, like 1-0, 2-1, 2 nothing. 
Bro, it's, in my opinion, is like that way because of our defense. Like, we're, we're, we don't concede many goals. So we would be in a lot, a lot more trouble if we were conceding a little bit more, right? But it's a luxury having those three center backs, Sasha, ridiculous. Having Lucas Torreira in front of them, bro, like, oh my, forget it, dude. So good. But, um, yeah. The Nelson, two you mentioned... By the way, if you if you're done with Nelson, yeah, yeah, you go don't ahead. have it. Go ahead, go ahead. You, what did you think of Torreira and Sasha Bowie, especially Bowie? I think he was the weakest link of the team last game. Yeah, and Trabs one game. You think Torreira and Bowie were the weak? Or I don't just know. Torreira was Torreira was okay, but I see some like shakiness from Torreira. He's not like the OP everywhere in your face, Torreira. But he's still good, but he's like not like. On yeah. top of his game, Sasha, on the other hand, was I don't know. He looked off as well. I don't know if like that intense, you know, back to back games that he played is catching up with him. Like the fatigue is getting to him now. But he wasn't. He was kind of off that game, man. I don't know. He was making like physically, he was getting kind of pounded by Fontas and and them. You know, like I don't know. Yeah, if you got the same vibe. Wow, vibe there. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I know there's a few times um, he misplaced a couple crosses and I was like, bro, come on. Like we... That's usual for him, to be honest. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I, can, I guess I can kind of see where you're coming from with that, with that. Like, because, I mean, think about it. If I were to rank the players from, you know, top performance to bottom, I, he wouldn't, he probably wouldn't be in the top half for that game. When you have like Zaha, Budish, Kerem, like I don't think he would be in the top half. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess I'd have to agree with you there. Um, he was making a lot of mistakes like in our own half. Yeah. Yeah. Which he doesn't usually do. Yeah. Yeah. That is rare for him, to be fair. That is rare because him, I would, bro, I would say him along with Torreira. They've been probably our most like consistent performers, bro. Like especially in the big games. Yeah. You know, like sure. they've been two players at, and I would probably even throw Abdul Kedim in there as well. Where it's like, bro, if we didn't have those three, GG. You know, there's been so many games where I, I thought it's been like that. But yeah, maybe you're onto something there. Maybe it wasn't his best game against Trabzon. What did you think of Trabzon then? Um, I thought they were dog shit. <laughs> simple as that i thought they were dog shit like and you know like we said they're missing a lot of players but um i don't know man like they're in third place with 37 points and yet you know second place destroy them in their own home that, that that's what i mean bro like you know we're tied, difference we're yeah i mean we're, the goal difference is what they i think we have like 30 more goals in them or something or like something 31 to 9 Goal difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. That's that kind of speaks for itself. You know, we're tied on fifty-four points with Fener. They have thirty-seven points right below us. So yeah, they're kind of dog shit, to be honest. Uh, I, I, you know, even even if they did have those players, I still think we would have won this game. Probably wouldn't have been five-one. Yeah, it still would have been. Yeah, a good game for us at yeah. the end of the day. Agreed. Agreed, definitely. But I just don't think that they're very good this season along with uh, Besiktas. But um, yeah, 
I don't know, man. We got to keep uh, just, you know, trucking towards that, that finish line. And I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that there are more points to drop for Fener. Well, three against us. And, yeah. you know, I'm sure there's some more bumps in the road for them. So What makes you so confident about this? They, they just... Bro, like, look, they can win games 4-1, 5-1, 6-1, 7-1 against... 7-0, I think. Konya or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever it is. Bro, I know Fener. I know Fener, bro. It's not in them. It's not in them to to do this all the way to the finish line. It's not in them, bro. It's not in their DNA. They won't do it, bro. I know that they're gonna drop points along the way. I know they're they're gonna choke like they always do, bro. And I'm gonna be saying this until they prove me wrong. But it's been so long since they've proven me wrong. I'm just gonna keep saying the things that I've I've always been saying, you know. And um, like I always tell everyone, they know how to score goals. We've been struggling to score goals. We're both winning games. So who's going to crack first, bro? You know, who, who's going to crack first? Galsara has a history of starting bad, but finishing strong. Whereas yeah. Fenerbahce really doesn't have that kind of culture. Like pressure does them no good, right? Yeah. They either need to be champions way ahead of schedule, like early, late March, early April, mm-hmm. or they just start imploding from inside. and. Whereas us, we like pressure, bro. We like the chaos. It just brings us to like a whole different level. Like it just activates adrenaline for us. Yeah. And it's it's a whole different culture. And they haven't been champions for nine, almost, well, it's going to be 10 years, hopefully this year, when yeah. we get the 24th champion, God willing. And yeah. it's like when you're when you aren't champions for that long, you just really struggle to like keep calm at anything, any little inconvenience, you guys, like, they start to, you know, <laughs> panic. Chaos yeah. ensues. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's not like that with us. We like the chaos. Yeah. And we love proving people wrong, bro. Like, I find most of the time, it's, it's the mindset that wins it for you, bro. Like, Fener, they defeat themselves right from the beginning. You know, like half of their fan base is like, oh, bro, why are we even bother? Why do we bother with this? You know, Galatasaray already have won it before it started. They have players playing for other teams. They have this, they have that. They have the refs. The projection. Which, oh, my God. Yeah, dude. dude it's, it's, I don't know. That, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like they defeat themselves. Whereas us, no matter what bumps are in the road, we know that we're going to find a way around them or find a way over them. You know, if we can't go around them, we'll go right through them. You know, so... Let's see what happens. But if you ask me, for my opinion, I think that I think that there there's more points to drop for them, and I I I don't think this is their year. Sorry to break it to them, but they like they literally copied us from last year. We built an insane squad. A lot of it could have been where like we wouldn't be able to get players back. Yeah, they did the same thing. Yeah, they built an insane squad, but in in this scenario. Our coach is just better. Yep. Simple as that. That's very true. You know, their, their, their team is carrying their coach. I'm not saying their coach is bad, but I haven't seen anything 
like all crazy, you know, thought experiments. He's or not some, a winner, bro. He's not a he, winner. Yeah, dude, Okan has seven championships. He's what is this why yeah, He's not a winner, bro. He has no w- winning DNA in him. He knows nothing about that, bro. He knows nothing about winning. You know? Bro, and the fact that Fenerbahce fans will c- criticize us or other teams, like they criticize Trabzon for selling. Bro, what did you guys do in your own stadium? You guys <laughs> don't even have a shot on target. Yeah, I know, man. I know. I know. It's oh, crazy. we didn't have Fred. Okay, bro. <laughs> Imagine basing your whole team and success around one player. I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know, dude. To, you know, to say the least, we've heard them say some just mind-boggling things. Um, but uh, anyways, we have... Uh, what day is it today? Monday. We have uh, a match coming up on Thursday, actually. Bro, what a weird schedule. I know things got messed up a little bit with the whole referee incident, but we have a match on Thursday and then Monday. Uh, and Thursday, we're at home against Istanbul Sport. So, and if you're done with... Uh, you've, uh, do you think uh, you have anything else to say about the Trabzon game? I do not. Anything? We, mean, can, we can go back. Closing if, thoughts. If there's something closing else. thoughts. Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Just, um, I'm happy that Agreed. we actually won something. This is the first time we scored, what, more than four goals or five goals in general. This is a very good start for us. This can be something like um, uh, like a snowball effect for us, right? Yeah. And this just, you know, Fenerbahce is going scoring, you know, five goals to like Anadolu teams, right? They're mm-hmm. the teams that are just selling their butts, whereas we are doing it away in a derby and against your rival who lost points just the same way they did last year at home against the relegation you know candidate Mm -hmm. and now not only do you play at home your rival is playing away to a bushak shade yeah who has is slowly picking up form so it's a great thing what a great week for gossip fans also you know side note Fatih Terim with Panantinaikos is winning too. Oh. <laughs> love to see GS. Love, love to see it, bro. Winners winning. Also, one more thing. Um, for those that are interested, Turkish Cup dates have been uh, ah, yeah. announced. Or not the dates, but the team yep. that we're playing against. Opponent, we're playing yeah. against Bandırmaspor. Yeah. Probably the easiest opponent. So that's pretty, pretty lucky for us, I would say. I'm telling you, man. Things are turning here. Things are turning here. The timing's a beautiful thing, bro. We're coming off a huge away win against Trabzon just to go back home against the last place team. I don't know, man. I don't know. All right, so Istanbul Spore at home. Thoughts? What are you expecting for this game? I'm expecting us to carry that momentum. I'm going to be really upset if we go into this match with a 1-0 win. Like, this is, bro, this is a perfect opportunity for us to accelerate forward. You know, use that push and that momentum we got from Trabzon and wreck these guys, bro. Like, simple. 3-4-5-0 at home. You know, we don't have um, many injuries, thankfully. You know, we just have Ziyech and Bakambu in away in the African Cup of Nations. We're healthy for the most part. It looks like Akardi's coming back. 
Zaha's picking up form. It's a beautiful opportunity, bro. Beautiful. And even after this, we have another home match, bro. We play Istanbul Sport, and then a few days after, on Monday, we're at home against Gaziantep. So Gaziantep is only like one point out of releg- a relegation spot as well. I think they're picking up, though. I think yeah, yeah. they have a new coach or something like that because they gave <laughs> Fenerbahce a really hard time at home. Yeah, that they almost was, took points from them. Yeah, Fener won only one nil that match. Yeah, right. So, but like you said, it's there for the taking, bro. That's all I'm saying. You know, we have a really good opportunity here in the next couple of weeks to pick up some momentum, and hopefully, if the train gets going, there won't be any stopping it. So, let's see what happens. You know, dude, I want a really goal filled game just so we close the average a little bit. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if Fenerbahce is going to go and beat, you know, Bashrak Shea 7 0 mm. on their own, right? Yeah. So this is your opportunity to really go ham. Yeah, man. It's a perfect chance, perfect opportunity. So here's the thing What would you do if you're Okan? Are you going to play Cardi or are you going to play Zaha? Zaha played against Trabzon Sport that, you know, opened up slightly. They weren't yeah. parking the bus, but they weren't, like, overly aggressive. Well, you definitely know Istanbul's going to sit their ass in that 20-yard box. They Whoa. ain't moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Setting up true. camp, cooking marshmallows. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it like this. If there's any thought at all floating around in Okan's head as to how we can play with both Icardi and Zaha. Thursday's the day to experiment with that because you're at home against the worst team in the league. You know, if there's a half thought, if there's half of a thought in your head of you wanting to play some type of different way and try to incorporate these guys, it's kind of a good time to try it. So let's see what happens. But if you ask me what I would do, bro, I hate to be that guy, but it's kind of hard for me to turn down a Cardi, bro. I, I'm not, I'm going to be honest with you. It's kind of difficult for me to do that. But uh, I don't know. Okan gets paid the big bucks, bro. Not me. Let's see what he does here. I don't know if he gets paid big bucks. You know, I've been saying he needs to, he needs a new contract. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. You know, he's yeah. getting paid like 600, 700K. I heard people say that he got a new extension or like he got a raise, but I didn't see anything official. I might have missed it. I don't I didn't recall see anything seeing official. that. Yeah. Right? So he's not getting paid like crazy amount of money. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I have hope with Ocon. I think he'll pull through. He'll do something. If he does do a 4 4 2 and it blows up in his face, can you? I don't know. Yeah, you can blame him at the end of the day. Why are you going for a 4-4-2? People will say that. Yeah, oh, they, one thing we didn't... Go, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know if you saw his post-match uh, comments, but he was kind of upset with how the social media and just the media in general have been treating the players. And he's saying, let's, let's be a little bit more patient. Mm-hmm. I think... Like, Okan really wants some, like, we have, we have to give him patience. We have to give the team patience. We have to, like, if we don't give him any patience, how can we expect him to try new things? You know what I mean? Because, like, yeah. one little thing, and he, him and the players just get insane amount of criticism. I mean, criticism is good. 
but sometimes it can be overblown, can be blown out of proportion, and it could really stop him from making just that slight, slight, you know, adjustment or trying something completely new without having to worry about an insane amount of backlash. I mean, and like I said, we've been winning games as well, you know, and that's got to count for something. I know we haven't been winning them how we've wanted to be winning them, but we've been winning them, right? It's one thing playing horrible football and, you know, your mid-table, and it's a different thing playing horrible football and still getting results. So I think this would be a totally different story if, you know, Fenner had like a 10-point lead or something. Mm-hmm. But I, I, again, bro, look, I have my criticism for him. And, but you have to look at the facts. You, you have to look at the facts. We've been winning games. So if he's asking for a bit of patience, I think he deserves a bit of patience. You know, we're right there, bro. We're tied on 54 points. Let's see what he can do, you know? Yeah, and you have a lot of advantages. Like, you just have one more away derby, really. Yeah. With the Bishik Tush. Yeah. You have, you play Bushrak Shade at home, and you play Fenerbahce at home. Yeah, yeah. So, we have quite a bit of, you know, cards in our hand right now. And it's up to us to make use of that. But what is your score predictions for Istanbul if you have nothing else to add? I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say 4-0. 4-0. Yeah, I'm going to say 4-0. I think they're in for a really, really rough time. But uh, I don't know, man. Let's see what happens. Like I said, it's the perfect time. It's the perfect time to make something happen and push the momentum forward. I'm being optimistic here and saying that we're going to make it happen. So. I hope you're right because the last two games, they haven't conceded a goal. Oh, is that uh, right? Wow. Yeah, two games. They beat Kaiser just last game. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1-0. Tied Konya 0-0 the game before and tied Adana Demir before that 2-2. So, we'll see. I don't know if they like cleaned up their act after you know taking that thrashing from Fener. And but, bro, I'm 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 interested as well because I remember like if they come out if they come out against us with like a five back or something after they were like attacking Fener and like bro I'm gonna be like Oh it wouldn't be surprising, bro, because yeah, plenty of teams done that against them. Dude, Konya I'm Spore in particular. I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm fuck I'm sick of that, bro. I, I I'm just gonna be so pissed off. But but let's see because their coach, um, I think he got sacked, right? I sh- or am I thinking of no? I think I'm thinking of the Konya the Konya coach. Yeah, that was the Konya coach. I think that got sacked. But anyways, I remember they were attacking, they were pushing, they were trying to score. They were playing open against Fener. Let's see, bro. If they if they line up with like a five three two or something, I'm gonna be so pissed off. But. Although- I'm I'm waiting for something like that because that's like the only way you can play against golf. Because yeah, yeah. if you play open, you're gonna get slammed. Yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah, and that was the game. Jengis uh, scored four goals, I think. Yeah, he scored four goals, and then Jekyll scored one. So ridiculous, man! Totally ridiculous. So let, let's see what happens. I'm gonna keep my eye on that. You'll be the first guy I message. When the lineup it, comes bro. out, if they're playing a five back, you'll be the first guy I message. So let's see what happens. 
Yeah, they won't play, you know, a guy who's never played in that position before, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like that, bro. Yeah. Anyways, with that said, John, great having you, bro. Good to be back. Great to be back, man. It's great to have you guys listening to us. This has been episode 75 of The Lion's Den. Again, we do this for you guys, for the community, done by the community. If you guys want to reach out to us, you can find us at The Lion's Den GS on X, aka Twitter and Instagram. You can hit us up for a Discord invite where you can come talk to us about the game. You know, have a general conversation, you know, do what you like. But yeah, again, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for supporting us and asking us if we're okay. We're okay. And we're back. See you guys on the next one. Peace and take care. Peace.